0: And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners' group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is
1: Gary Graham, ambassadors of all in Star Trek. You're listening to Warp 5.
0: How we doing, Trip?
2: Prepare for warp. Course laid in, sir.
1: Request permission to get underway. Let's
3: go.
2: Welcome, boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated enterprise podcast. I am your fantastical hostical, ah, whatever, Brandy Jackala, and with me, as always, are my two partners in crime, Brandon Shea Matella and Patrick Devlin. Brandon,
0: how the heck are ya? I'm doing good there, Captain. Keep your shirt on.
2: Well, I, I would prefer to keep my shirt on. I don't think anyone wants to see me take it off except my husband. And Patrick, how are you doing?
3: He's got to start going last because no one can follow that.
0: <laughs> keep your shirt on, Patrick. I'm doing great. <laughs> quit eating that pan fried catfish. Yeah, I, I like catfish. <laughs> Today,
2: we are doing. Essential Enterprise Season 2, and I will explain that in a moment. But first, we have a few comments about our previous episode, about our writing of the origin story of the Borg Queen. So, Brandon, if you would give us those comments, we'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you bet. This was Episode 139, and it was our, our Borg Queen episode that we entitled Paradox. And Joe Saltzman wrote in the Babel Conference, he says... I like how you used a little retcon magic to explain Susanna Thompson. Well done. Overall, it sounds like a great episode. I'd watch it. A plus. Pirate Borg out. And, you know, that's great. We used a little bit of that Disney magic, right, Patrick? We just sprinkled it all over the 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 episode. Yes. We basically took
2: Tinkerbell and just shook her until she, yeah. Just like a salt shaker. the
0: Borg queen.
2: No. Yes. Maybe. She she's, no, kind she's of very,
3: very <laughs> attitude problem. And she even joins, she even I, joins I, with hope to, be to nice. screw over Peter Pan.
2: <laughs> I was trying to be nice.
3: No, you haven't seen nearly as many of her videos as I have. She no. sucks.
0: <laughs> Clara Jean Cook also has some nice things to say. Now, Clara Jean Cook is the new co-host of Primitive Culture yeah. with Duncan Barrett. And she said, guys, I just got around to listening to this. I just wanted to say I really enjoyed it. The rapport you all have is really delightful. And uh, I think so, too. I think we're doing a really good job. I'm happy with uh, with our show and how it's going. So that's pretty cool. So thanks for the comments, everybody.
2: Yeah, it was very kind of both Joe and Clara to comment. Or she probably says it Clara So uh, I apologize, Clara. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry to ruin all of our good rapport tonight because I am not myself. Who am I? You'll find out. So, Essential Enterprise Season 2. You may remember our Essential Enterprise Season 1 episode. Basically, what we are going to do is go through the entire list of Season 2 episodes and decide whether they are essential Enterprise, in other words, if you are recommending this season for someone to watch, what are the ones they absolutely have to watch? And it isn't about what we like the most, it is about whether there is contribution to character development, plot development, that sort of thing. And since there are three of us, the majority rules, right? So
0: now, I don't why don't Patrick, why don't while I say this, you try and look up if you can what episode number that was where we did. Season 1, in case somebody wants to go back, but I will quickly go over the numbers that we had for Season 1. So, Season 1, uh, we had it as 26 episodes. Uh, I count the pilot episode as 2 episodes, but that's just me, I'm crazy. Uh, we had 14 out of 26 that we determined were essential For a percentage of 53.85%. So it'll be interesting to see. I predict that Season 2 will be lower. What do you think, Brandy?
2: You know, I can't predict one way or the other right now because... It's something that I think may be essential. One of you might have a very good argument as to why it's not. So I am reserving judgment and I'm just going to see how it goes.
0: Patrick, do you think it's going to be higher or lower um, than season one? Actually, I was
2: looking
3: one. up the episode. What was the, what was the number?
0: <laughs> well, if we had 14 out of 26, so just over half 53%. I think it'll be right 5%. around the same place.
3: Yeah, think I think it'll be about so. the same. Um, and the episode, because I wasn't actually in it, so I had to do this the hard way, um, was 125. <laughs> The Snow Vulcan is so fun. Okay,
0: good. And I'm- yes, we had we had uh, uh, Richard from Earl Grey join us for that one.
2: Yes. All right, so shall we begin, gentlemen? Episode 1 of the season, which is overall episode 27 of the series, Shockwave Part 2. As a group of Sulaban take over the Enterprise, Captain Archer tries to return to the 22nd century.
0: I think this is definitely essential. We, we declared part one as essential, uh, but with this being one of the episodes that's in the temporal Cold War, having Daniels in it, it's definitely one that we got to keep around, hands down. And I, th- I don't think the episode's that bad. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm going to vote for an essential vote on Shockwave part two.
2: Patrick?
3: I absolutely think it's essential, being that it is the first episode of the season, so it's going to set up the season somewhat, you would think, right? But more importantly, it is the back half of Shockwave, and it is um, a big part of the Temporal Cold War, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the one where... Am I wrong or am I right? Is this the one where Archer ends up in the t- in the future that does no longer exists? Yes. A way to get back? Yeah. So... That that's that's that whole scene is extremely important, and I love when he finds the Romulan Star Empire book, and he's like, "I don't think you should read that." Yeah, that's
0: it. That's <laughs> it. Definitely. I, you know what would be great is if Archer like wore glasses. He snapped Daniel's neck, and then he like picked up a bunch of books and ran around, and he said, "Time, time enough at last," and then he dropped his glasses and broke them.
2: You just desperate to make a Twilight Zone connection here. I am. Tom, hello.
0: If you're listening, Tom, Tom, we love you. We
3: love
2: you, man. (laughs) I do like the fact
3: that we have Archer killing someone again, so I'll allow it. I'm all about it.
2: Archer kills a lot of
3: peeps. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was begging for it all of season three.
0: Brandy? Oh, you're
2: going to get more of that. I agree. I believe it is essential because it is the continuation of part one, and it would be very difficult to call this part non-essential. There is plot development. There is a bit of character development because DePaul is becoming more accustomed to the idea that time travel is real in this particular future. And uh, which is interesting when we get to another episode much later on. Right. So, all right. So, we have voted unanimously that Shockwave Part Two is essential. Going on, episode two of season two, number 28 overall, Carbon Creek. Subcommander Paul, relates the tale of a Vulcan crew stranded on Earth in the 1950s. Patrick, go!
3: I I say yes again. And I know that's not even a popular opinion, because most people consider it just to be like a fable she tells. Except the fact that if true, right, if her story is true, it changes actually all of human history. It actually rewrites the first contact. And... We see the last scene, she turns around and she goes and gets that bag out of her foot locker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. Brandon. I love this episode. I think it's a lot of fun. We did a commentary on this episode with Dayton Ward, and uh, it it was a really, really good time. But I got to say, I don't think it's essential, because if you don't watch this episode, nothing changes. Just having that knowledge really doesn't change anything forward or past, Right, so it could simply be a fable, so as much as I love this episode and it's one of my favorite of the whole show, I don't think it's one that you have to watch,
2: yeah, okay, so this is i'm the I'm the tiebreaker now um this this episode, I was prepared to not like it when it started, and I realized that this was going to be the whole episode as to Paul telling this story and us watching it, and I thought. No, but it charmed me. It sucked me in and it made me feel the things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because when Tapal goes and sells Velcro to a guy to get that kid money for college, I'm just like, this is so nice. So, and although I love it, I have to agree with Brandon in this case. I do not think it is essential to the main story or any massive character development.
0: Yeah which is too bad because it's such a great episode.
2: It is. It is. I love it. But we cannot be influenced by our personal feelings and we must look at it objectively, I guess, or something. So I'm sorry, Patrick. I'm sorry. Four. So we have voted down Carbon Ooh. Creek. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have decided that's not essential. So episode 3, Minefield. Enterprise snags a cloaked mine and Lieutenant Reed and Captain Archer race to disable it during first contact with the Romulan star empire. Mm -hmm. So shall I go first? I'll go first this time. I believe this is very essential because there are things that come out of this that have future consequences in the very next episode. In fact, so I think that it's interesting character development for Malcolm We find out more about Malcolm's history. We find out how willing he is to just die. I was like, dude, don't you have something more to live for? But I realized it's not that. It's all honor-based. So, And we find out more about Archer and his capabilities. I didn't think he could disarm that thing. And then, of course, trying to fend off the Romulans at the same time, which we never even get a look at because cloaked. And their ability to also use the technology that they use to detect the Sulaban-cloaked ships in order to detect the minefield. So, again, continuity there. I like that. So, my personal opinion is that is is essential. So, uh, uh, let's go Brandon. Brandon, what
0: do you think? I struggled with this one here because while it does set up events that happen in the next one... I wasn't sure that it was enough to keep it around because, I mean, when we start the episode of The Cage... Right. If you look at the cage from TOS, you know they're coming off of a mission and they're all injured and stuff, and there really isn't an explanation for it. We get that flashback scene with Pike uh, and Vina, and he's got to save her, and it kind of lets us know what may have happened, but it's not exactly what happened on that planet. But um, I think that this does kind of set up the Romulan stuff that we get later on in season four as well. So I'm going to deem it essential as well for the fact that we do get some character development for. For Reed, which we don't really get a lot of for him throughout the the whole show, so uh, I like that you say continuity with the the cloaking technology from the uh, Sullivan and whatnot. But yeah, I'm gonna deem this that this one's essential.
2: Patrick, your final
3: word. So um, my vote doesn't matter because it's already essential. But <laughs> I, I agree, um, and really just because it it introduces um, the Romulan Star Empire into the into the fold at this point, and it also lets us know that. The Vulcans don't really know who they are either yet, or at least the Paul's not letting it off that she knows. You know, the average person didn't know who they really are. So, I, I like that the fact that it's setting up that nobody really understands, and that kind of pushes the storyline later on with uh, with the Romulans themselves. And there is the other stuff with the, the with Reed and everything else. But you guys have already said it, so I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so we've decided that Minefield is essential. I would like to point out that The Cage did not test well with audiences, which is why it got completely <laughs> scrapped, and we got James Kirk.
0: Yeah, but it's still one of the best episodes of TOS.
2: Yeah, once you have a different context for it. But as a pilot episode. Amazing. Mm, mm, no, I they love would, it. They but they'll fire him. But the audiences fire did him. not. Did not. <laughs> So, we have episode number four, Dead Stop. And this, uh, this I have to mention, this one's uh, directed by Roxanne Dawson, and I love her directing style. <laughs> so, uh, this is basically happening directly after the events of Minefield. Heavily damaged by the Romulan mine, Enterprise is repaired by an unmanned and automated sentient alien repair station. So let's start with Patrick.
3: I really enjoyed this episode. We t- we just talked about this one recently too, didn't we? Yeah. We did for some. Cuz I
2: love this yeah. episode. and We talked about it in our We talk
3: about
1: it
0: frequently.
3: But I just don't think you, I, I if I'm telling you to watch this series, I don't think you need to watch this this episode for this season. Um I mean they they bring up like the Tholians and then they end up there and it steals uh it kidnaps Mayweather?
0: Mayweather? Yeah. Have-
3: yeah, and, and then all that stuff happens, and you see that nobody listens to the captain. That's how they got co- they got in trouble and beamed out in the first place. And but I don't I don't think anything essential happens. That if you miss this, you would be missing too much of the show. Well,
0: Brandon? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's got to be essential because we deem minefield essential specifically so that we could get into this episode, and I don't want to go backwards and change my vote. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't talking about this episode. I was talking about events later
0: on in the series. Yes. No, but Ron because Williams. we deem Minefield essential, I'm deeming this one. Uh, it is a really good episode. It's really cool. I love Roxanne Dawson's creepy voice of the computer as well. Mm-hmm. But because we deem Minefield essential leading us to this, then Dead Stop has to be essential as well.
2: Well, I would agree with Brandon on this point. And I do think it is essential because... Of several ele- elephants. <laughs> wow. Several <laughs> now, elephants. Now, if they had those, I'd agree with you. See
1: I would agree present- with you if they
2: were just elephants. <laughs> yes, in this episode. And if you can find them, that means you get gold stars put on your lapel. Anyway, um, <laughs> their elements. I especially like, again, it's a continuity thing because. The Enterprise is heavily damaged. They're far away from home. They can't truck it all the way back to Earth to get repaired. And so they have to use what resources they can find. And I believe it's a Tellarite ship that says, uh, go to this place. Now, whether or not that person was just trying to, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was in cahoots with whoever built that station just to, you know, get more bodies in there to use for their neural capacity to run their processors and whatnot. But in any case, you know, they were wary about it the whole time. At least Archer was just like, this is too good to be true. And generally when something is too good to be true, it usually actually turns out to be that way. And that's what happens here. We also see replicator technology for the first time in the timeline. If Counting Enterprise first and then going into Discovery and then TOS. Uh, that's the first time we see replicator technology in action. Mm-hmm. Being able to create matter from basically any th- other kind of matter. So I, I say it's essential. Cool. And anyone who wants to fight me on it, go for it. All right. <laughs> I don't care. I won't fight. I'll just say, mm-hmm, okay. So, episode number five, A Night in Sick Bay. Oh, The Captain's Beagle, Porthos, becomes ill from an alien pathogen, and Captain Archer frets, frets, in sick bay, waiting for him to recover. Wow, that is a poor, poor description of this episode. So, uh, let's start with Brandon.
0: What is the B-plot of this episode? Uh,
2: the B-plot of this episode is Archer having sexy dreams about
0: Paul. So the A plot is the dog and the B plot is his infatuation with Paul.
2: Well, there's actually kind of a C plot. Well, as part of the A plot is of why um Porthos is ill.
0: Okay, is it why is Porthos ill again? <laughs> I'm going to say this is definitely not essential. It's-
2: okay, I'm not saying that it's essential or not essential. What happens is they went down to see the Cretassins because they needed oh, plasma injectors. Again. Yeah, those jerkwads. Oh, those jerkwads again. And uh, they sent down, you know, genetic profiles for everyone who was going down to the planet, but they apparently didn't pay attention to Porthos's. And uh, he gets sick from an, a pathogen. In any case... Uh, They're already pissed off because the dog peed on one of their sacred trees. And now they want a very formal apology before they'll even consider giving them the plasma injectors. And stubborn old Archer doesn't want to do it. And he's just worried about his doggy.
0: Okay, this is not one of the best, I mean, best episodes (laughs) out there in the series, but... (sighs) I think we got to count it as essential and I'll tell you why I think simply for the final scene with Archer learning to eat crow and learning to become diplomatic we have to keep this episode in because of who Archer becomes at the end he becomes the admiral that brings peace and I think that this is this is where he starts to learn that what's more important being right or solving the problem uh, you guys could keep me abreast of your choices but uh <laughs> what you think but you know I think it's essential I'm gonna have to say it's essential simply for the final scene
2: okay Patrick what do you think
3: Um, no I don't I, I don't I don't uh it's a great episode I love it I just don't think it's essential okay I don't think that final scene is enough I think it happens enough times moving forward that we don't necessarily need to keep this one instance in and I like that the, the apology he has to give is hilarious it's so um, funny at least but I do and I do like the way he's getting madder and madder as as the episode goes on and more frustrated for multiple reasons and they're demanding apologies and it's a great episode but I just don't I don't think you have to watch it if I'm trying to narrow this down to make it easy for you to get through the season and know what's going on
2: okay well then that leaves it to me to make the final vote (laughs) I hate being the tiebreaker cause it's really, you both have excellent points and it is very difficult for me to make this decision. And so I am going to say not essential because everything that happens in this episode is also developed in other episodes. And though I, I love the episode and the whole apology thing I love it, especially when Hoshi's got the data pad. It's just like, do we have a chainsaw on board? (laughs) (laughs) Just wondering what on earth or Cretacea are they going to do with the chainsaw? So it's it's extremely entertaining. I still enjoy it. I understand Archer's frustration and worry and the weird ways that it's manifesting. And I do love that little dog, but I, I could... I feel like you could skip it and still get the fullness of the rest of the season from other episodes.
1: I'll
0: stick with my vote, but that's a two, two to one. So it's deemed non-essential,
2: non-essential. All right. Episode number six, Marauders. Captain Archer barters for deuterium from a mining colony plagued by Klingon marauders who are seeking deuterium as well. That is a very simplistic <laughs> definition of what this episode's about. It's my turn to go first. Oh, golly. Yes. Golly, golly, golly. I... Ooh. Oh, gosh.
3: Well, you can't you can not not be the tiebreaker and not be first. I know you that. Be like I know somewhere that. Somewhere in there.
2: Um, I know that. I have a hard time with this one because I do like the episode. I like that... Archer sees that these people are in trouble, they're suffering, and it's only going to continue. And he decides to not necessarily take over and intervene for them, but to teach them how to stand up to the Klingons and fight them and keep them from coming back. And they win in the end. And T'Pol even teaches everyone her Vulcan martial arts technique of evading attacks and uh but is it essential oh is there enough is there enough character development to make this essential
0: (sighs) it's not that life-threatening a situation a a decision
2: i know i know it's not (laughs) but i really am on the fence
3: like we can be totally wrong it's okay yeah
2: i know (laughs) it's just
3: a
0: podcast
2: it is just a podcast. okay I'm just I'm gonna go with not essential I don't think that there is enough here that if you skip this episode that you are going to be completely lost somewhere in the latter part of the season so I I feel like it's not essential I personally really like the episode but again it's not about my personal feelings it's about whether I think it drives any of the plot forward and I just You know, we know Archer's this kind of person already, so it's not really a surprise that he decides to teach them how to help themselves. So, that's my opinion. Patrick?
3: I agree. I don't really see it as essential. I don't think um, meeting up with the Klingons and and teaching people to fight them really constitutes uh, essential moving forward in, in this season or season's beyond that either you know Uh, i don't think it's something you'd have to watch to to understand what enterprise was trying to get at through its through its series so i I deem it not essential
0: magnificent seven was better skip it
2: (laughs) which magnificent seven anyone (laughs) better than the recent one
0: I haven't seen the recent one, but I did an episode <laughs> on as well where we compared this to The Magnificent Seven and uh, talked a little bit about Seven Samurai with Mike Schindler and Brandon Coles, so it was a lot of fun. I, I don't mind the episode, but not essential.
2: Yeah, I agree. Okay, on to episode number seven, ironically called The Seventh. Sub-Commander T'Pol is reactivated as a Vulcan intelligence agent, reawakening a dark secret from her past... So, uh, Brandon, you go first.
0: I don't think that anything in this episode has ramifications later on, and I don't even think it's that good of an episode myself, so my vote is skip it.
2: Okay, I agree with you. I don't think that there's anything here that contributes to anything in the future for T'Pol. It gives us some background, um, but not enough for me to care. Right. I guess. And I'm, and the guy she's after the whole time, I'm like, you're so freaking guilty. I know you're guilty. It's just a matter of finding it. Anyway, what do you think, Patrick?
3: No, I'd skip it. I mean, it, if you just read the description to somebody, they'd be like, wow, I must watch that because it shows you she's a intelligence officer. And then you realize that really didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It made no no bearing. It's just a it's a throwaway. Episode. We
0: find out more character development for hers, and this just doesn't affect anything else that we do find out. Like Teplo is one of those well built characters that we get so much on, but this plays no part in anything really that we that we get out of her before or after.
2: True, we are unanimous. Not essential. All right, episode number eight: The Communicator. After an away mission, Lieutenant Reed discovers that his communicator was lost on a pre-warp planet. He and Captain Archer are then captured, trying to retrieve it. So, Patrick, you go first.
3: I don't remember this one. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Do you want me me to refresh your memory? Yes, please. Okay, so they think that they're spies for the other side and so they, uh, they're they wanting to question them, and then when they're smacking Archer around, his prosthetic on his head comes off, and they see that his blood's a different color, and they start to freak out. and They're like, oh, they got super soldiers now. What are we going to do? And then they bring in this uh, guy from another uh, area, you know, a, a medical examiner, to give him like physicals, and they're looking at x-rays and go, why are all their organs in the wrong place? And meanwhile, they're trying to get somebody back down there to rescue him, and they decide to reactivate one of the Sulaban pods and try to get at the cloak, and so so Malcolm, not Malcolm, uh, Mayweather and Tripp are working on that, and they kind of get it working, and then Tapal goes with them, and they go down there and rescue them right before they're going to be put to death by hanging. You remember it now?
0: And then they leave the communicator behind.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I'm just afraid that I'm being overrun by Brooklynites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, they left the communicator down at the beginning, and that's what, yeah. what, what the genesis was.
3: Right, and that's what caused all the... All right. Um, I don't know. I can't remember it, so it's not essential.
0: Yeah, skip it. It's <laughs> not essential. There's no... Nothing happens later on. It's it's an homage to the original series, and it's a nod to the uh, the gangster episode, and I'm fine not watching it. Skip it. It's good, but it's just not essential.
2: Yeah, I agree. I just... Uh, it's It's an interesting story, but it doesn't contribute at all to anything else in the series, character-wise or plot-wise. So negative on that one. All right. Next one is episode nine, Singularity. Enterprise charts a course through a trinary star system to investigate a black hole and the crew find themselves suffering from a condition similar to OCD. I should go first on this one because I made you guys go first a lot.
3: This is the one where he's obsessed with the chair, or something. Yeah, he's
2: right? he's trips obsessed with fixing the chair. Hoshi's yeah. obsessed with making soup, etc. Uh, ad nauseum, but they start to become really crazy and violent, <laughs> as well. And even Doctor Flox has fallen prey to it. But guess who's immune? Anyone? 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 Porthos. The Vulcan? No. Actually, Porthos, I think, is immune. I don't know.
3: Is it the Vulcan? So,
2: yeah, it's the Vulcan. And I think, I don't think that she is immune so much as she is not as affected. Because it seems to me like she is not completely herself in this episode either. She
3: hasn't been a drug addict yet. No,
2: she hasn't. Um, But in any case... It's an interesting episode, but is there anything here that influences future events? I'm going to say nah. Not essential.
0: I I agree. We can skip past this one. Until you started mentioning what was going on with the OCD, I'm like, what episode was this again? (laughs) And then you mentioned the chair, and I'm like, oh, that one and the soup. That's really funny when Hoshi screams, ah, she like freaks out, but I'm not keeping it for that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, like... This was one of those episodes that was really good the first time I watched it. Not for any reason that, like, it matters, but it was, it was a fun episode to watch. And now in rewatches, unless I'm doing an absolute rewatch start to finish, I just skip over it. It's just, it, it plays no role anywhere, and it's, once you kind of know everything that's happening, it, it it doesn't have the same oomph.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. We are in agreement. Not essential. Episode 10, Vanishing Point. After skip her first... It. Yeah. I'm actually there with you. Skip it.
0: That's um, about what you just did. Was about all that actually happened by the end of it.
2: Mm-hmm. So skip that. Um, no, skip read precious... the episode. We got to do the whole okay. thing.
0: Do it, okay. do just it. in do case it. people okay. don't
3: know. Okay. Uh, but I. But we all agree. We don't have to vote. It's a no. Bye. It's,
2: it's a, This is definitely not essential. After her first trip through the transporter, Inzen Sato finds herself becoming incorporeal with the crew, believing she has perished. Not essential. Get Not it. in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't contribute anything to anyone, especially Hoshi.
0: Except for Hoshi's awesome dad.
2: Hoshi's awesome dad is awesome.
0: She's our family!
2: <laughs> yeah, just that's. and you know, when that was happening, I was just like, that is so something that would happen in a dream. And so I knew like 10 minutes in, this was all a dream. <sighs> So, okay, um, we're going to skip the next episode, which is Precious Cargo. And by that, I mean not essential. Not While
1: essential. answering
2: as distress call, Commander Tucker is kidnapped along with a demanding alien princess. Go kiss my bud. I hate this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there is nothing redeemable about this episode to me. I mean, some of the questions that may raise, okay, but the episode itself is just like, mm-mm, mm no no there's nothing fun here there's nothing interesting here it's ugh, no just and i think no. it was
0: episode 127 where we spoke with with writer of the episode david a goodman
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry
2: david
0: <laughs> oops
2: sorry um i know that this uh, that its final form was not what he intended but anyway uh so yeah uh, we all agree that that is uh, not essential correct
0: bye bye well yeah. i think that no just kidding <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't make me come over there. Yeah,
0: anyway. That's it. Now
3: we have an opening.
2: Yes, uh, if you would like to be a host on Warp 5, Brandon is going to take his leave. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. No, we love you, Brandon. Okay, so episode number 12, The Catwalk. I do a little turn on The Catwalk. Sorry. The Enterprise crew takes refuge inside one of the warp nacelles to avoid an inescapable radiation belt. So... Patrick.
3: The only thing I remember about this is I don't like the episode. (laughs)
2: Well, they pick up these three guys first, you know, and they come on board and they say, you got to get out of here. you got to go to like warp seven because you got to outrun this thing. They're like, oh, we can only go warp five, but there's a way maybe we can get through it to come aboard our ship. And so they take their little ship into their big ship and then they decide, okay, where's the most heavily shielded place on the ship is one of the warp nacelles. And so they all go down to the warp nacelles and they make a latrine and they take videos with them so that they can still have movie night. And, and they watch the day
0: the earth stood still
2: they watch the day the earth stood still and they also oh, yeah, get very one, very right? cranky and nobody's had a shower in like 8 days and then some people come looking for these three guys and they, they come and take over the ship and Archer is not gonna have that no he is not and so they go out in spacesuits and they can only go out in there for a little limited amount of time or else they're gonna die from the radiation so they, they get those jokers off the ship and they go about their business
3: Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna vote to keep it just because it has the day the earth stood still and I want everyone that's listening to this to listen to that episode. <laughs> so.
2: so in the case of driving warp five the podcast forward
3: <laughs>
1: we I'm gonna deem skip this it. essential. This is
2: this is
3: this is just self promotion here. That's all it is. No, no, yeah, goodbye. It doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It's just another guys come take ship, let's shoot them yeah. episode type thing, you know? Yep.
0: It's, it's, we don't get anything out of it. Like, we never go back into the warp nacelles, and yeah, so we never and see these aliens. For some again.
3: reason, there's a video player in the warp nacelles. They took well, they a room. it with
0: them. They took it with them.
2: They took all Jesus. the things they needed. Yeah,
3: because there's lots of room there.
2: Yeah, well, Phlox did get uh, a lot of extra space for all his animals, so. So,
3: so yeah, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm an electrician, right? And this is driving me crazy that whenever there's, like, things that should have little tiny spaces that people have hard times fitting in and can't really get nuts and bolts on and stuff, they're, like, massive on starships, though. Because I, I can never get the last bolt on anything I construct because engineers make it so it's virtually impossible. But yet now, all of a sudden, we can fit a ship worth of people in a movie projector?
2: Well, the cells are pretty big. But
3: there'd be stuff in there.
2: Yeah, but you have lots and lots of
3: stuff. Stuff, yeah. Space is a premium.
2: Well, maybe they cleaned some stuff out and put it in the other nacelle. Did you ever think of that, Patrick? Maybe that's what they did. Okay,
0: (laughs) (sighs) drives me crazy.
2: I know. Okay, Brandon, what do you think?
0: Definitely skip it.
2: Okay, excellent. I agree as well. Although I do enjoy parts of this episode, a lot of it annoys me. (laughs) So, anyway, okay. Episode 13, also directed by Roxanne Dawson. Enemy Mine. I'm I'm sorry, Dawn. Dawn is the name <laughs> of this episode. Commander Tucker is fired upon by an Arconian ship and is then stranded on a planet with his attacker. So, who went first last time? I can't remember. I've already lost that mind.
0: I'm going to say pattern. that it's a skip it. I like the episode quite a bit, uh, but we... You know he's just on the planet with this alien race and again we never see this alien race again Uh, nothing happens to the the crew or or you know trip that has any ramifications later on which is unfortunate and and this whole middle area there's nothing here that's really necessary in this season like this middle Mm -hmm. section of the season that's going to have ramifications later on or character development so my vote is uh it's not to keep it definitely not essential
2: I unfortunately agree. I actually do like this episode because I like watching Archer be super diplomatic with the Arconian leader uh, that comes to tell them, get the heck out of here. And, you know, they've he basically says, okay, you've lost a crew member. We've lost a crew member. Let's work together to search these 60-plus moons, and we'll be out of your hair all the quicker. And uh, so I do... I do like that Um, it is it is in a lot of ways very enemy mine but um, not essential what do you think Patrick
3: no considering what we've already kept it we don't need to see Archer work yeah with with them in this way and we don't learn anything new about trip on the planet so it's uh, you don't need to watch it Yep.
2: all right so not essential episode 14 a stigma Subcommander T'Pol learns she has Pinar syndrome. That is not true. She already knew she had Pinar syndrome. Get it right. Contracted from her mind meld infusion, the episode Fusion, and faces being ostracized by Vulcan society. Your go. Uh, it is my go. In this case, I think it is essential because it is character development for T'Pol. It is also. There's a lot of interesting information that you find out about the Vulcans and their extreme views on anyone who is different than what they feel the main populace should be like. And again, it addresses this stigma against people who can mind melt, which, you know, in later series, of course, becomes a perfectly normal thing. Right as we find out that it is actually in the teachings that are recovered in season 4 we'll talk about that later on our season 4 retrospective so i i actually really love to paul in this episode actually i i love the character anyway but she is so stubborn but for all the right reasons because she refuses to Contribute to the discrimination of Vulcans who can mind meld, even though she herself had the mind meld forced upon her, and she gets upset when Archer intervenes. And uh, anyway, I think it's essential. Patrick, what do you think?
3: I agree. I agree because I think it plays a major part in showing how these Vulcans are different than the Vulcans we know. Yes. You know, I mean, this is, this is a common theme throughout this entire series is that. We are not at the Vulcans we see in TOS and beyond. We are still in this, like, Vulcans who are lying and putting bases in sacred places, the listening post, you know? like, So this all just continues to play on the fact that it wasn't a minor change that happens. There's, there's a major changing of the guard
0: coming for the Vulcans.
2: Yes. So, Brandon, even though your vote doesn't count at this point, what do you think?
0: I'm going to vote for uh, uh, definitely an essential episode. I think it's... Uh, uh, you know, essential because of what we saw in Fusion back in season one and it definitely builds on the T'Pol character and the struggle she's gone with and I think this kinda helps to helps her make her decision for season three uh when she decides to stay on the ship. I think this is this is a contributing factor for that. So I think we've got to keep it.
2: Yeah. And Archer really does not want to lose her. And he flat out says that to her at the end. I didn't want to lose you. And it's not because of attraction or anything like that. It's because he has come to trust her. And she has come to trust him. And they make a good team. Yeah. And I I love that. So, good deal. Okay, episode 15, Ceasefire. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Captain Archer negotiates a ceasefire between the Andorians and the Vulcans. Shreem! And Susie Plexen as an Andorian. So, Patrick, what do you think?
3: I think it's essential. It it plays into the whole respect that Shran has for uh, Archer. And I know we've seen it a couple times now, but I think every time is essential. Because it plays such a big role um, later on in seasons three and four. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm going to definitely say it's essential as well because of the, the friendship building between him and and Shran and the the building of peaceful relations between all these Federation species that will make the Federation, you know, will make the United Federation of Planets. So this is definitely a see it. easy vote.
2: Yep, very easy for me, of course, because Shran. But it there is so much going on politically in this episode, and I think not only does it's interesting because Saval is immediately upset that Shran asked for him. And he comes in with an attitude to this whole situation. And uh, it's uh, Archer's just like, nah, gonna do it. Sorry. You don't have a choice in the matter. I was asked for by them. And he makes it happen. He makes it happen. And I love that final scene where they're all together and toasting their mutual unhappiness. <laughs> with their compromise (laughs) because that's how that's the definition of compromise everybody gets something but goes away with less than what they want but everybody still gets something and so it's definitely a massive turning point for both the andorians and the vulcans so love it all righty then oh my goodness is this somebody's favorite episode maybe Episode 16, Future Tense, Enterprise finds a derelict ship only to be attacked by both Sulabon and Tholian ships. Let's start with you then, Brandon.
0: This is my favorite episode of Enterprise. I love watching it, but you know what? I don't think we can keep it. You know, there's nothing in this that really expands. Like, you know, we see the Tholians later, but it's in the mirror universe. You know, like, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on where everybody wants this this ship for the future but it doesn't play any ramifications you know we it's kind of the temporal Cold War but the temporal cold War is not really mentioned in it you know And so no matter how much I love this episode, it's my favorite episode of the series I don't think we can keep it and I there's there's not enough in this episode to make me say it's essential for character development or plot advancement. So I gotta give it a skip it.
2: Okay I will go next and say that I agree. I love the episode, too, though it is not my favorite. I do like this episode. I like how it's set up. I like the time loops. I like all of that. But, again, nothing that affects future events. What do you think, Patrick?
3: No, I agree. It's fun. I like the episode, like like you said. But the only way you can try and tie this to being essential is if you attempt to put it in the... The, uh... the Cold
0: War. But it's just it's not referenced. It's just a guy from the future.
3: If you... If we were to do an episode of just temporal Cold War episodes, I don't even think this would make it. So yeah, so it's hard to make that excuse to keep it. So it's it's you got to toss it.
2: All right, so we agree that it is not essential. I'm sorry, Brandon.
0: That's fine. I voted the same way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, episode number seventeen, Canamar. Sounds like a candy bar. Mistaken. What is it? Con air. (laughs) Con air. did not make that connection what how can you not make
0: that connection this is totally con air
2: I have seen con air once and I didn't like it and I didn't like this episode either sounds Um, like we got a warp
0: 5 episode coming up
2: (laughs) yeah we should because con
3: air is just bad enough to be good
2: I, yeah, I just, I remember almost nothing about it. So Canamar, mistaken as smugglers, Captain Archer and Commander Tucker find themselves on a prisoner transport ship. I am not going to go first on this one because I'm going to just um, subdue my personal feelings and hear what you guys have to say. So Brandon, what do you feel?
0: It's fun. I don't mind the episode. Uh, I love how annoying that one guy is with all the crazy (laughs) hair and stuff, but skip it. It's not essential. There's nothing important in the episode. No character development that's necessary. Has no ramifications whatsoever. Skip it.
3: Yeah, it's actually kind of sad because with them being on a, tri- a prisoner transport, they could have given you something that would have informed you about their character moving forward, and they gave you nothing. So the episode's great, but as far as an essential bye.
2: well, my vote doesn't matter, but I agree. <laughs> So I think you kind of knew that before we started. I just don't, whether I care for it or not, I just, there's nothing there that's essential to me. So, all right, we're closing in on the latter part of the season. Episode number 18, The Crossing, Incorporeal Aliens Attempt to Take Over Enterprise. I'll go first on this one. This is a weird episode and I don't feel that it is essential. It has no long-lasting ramifications. It doesn't contribute to character development in a meaningful way. It doesn't contribute to the main plot. So I say no, not essential. Patrick,
3: I... go ahead, Brandon. You nope, want? To... I was going to say Patrick. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> fine. Uh, no, I agree. I don't think. No, actually, before I say that, this is the one where they take over their bodies. Yeah, the mm. blue,
0: the blue mist.
3: Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I actually enjoy the episode, but no, it it does nothing. And it ended in a way that kind of felt like it would come up again, but it just doesn't.
2: Maybe in season five.
3: Maybe. We might write that. Ooh, let's do it. We can make this an
2: essential. The Crossing Mm -hmm. (laughs) 2. The Crossing (laughs) 2 where? Sorry. (laughs) That's terrible.
0: To essentialhood. I like this episode a lot. I love it. I think it's really spooky, uh, really creepy episode, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not essential. There's nothing... No character development, no plots that come back, no nothing, no ramifications. so gotta I gotta say we gotta skip it.
3: Yeah, and I gotta say something about this season though, like they're really good at it. E- it's either essential or it has no bearing whatsoever. <laughs> yeah there's no like uh ah, maybe kind uh
0: it's yes or no. Yeah we've had three yeah. right now that we haven't agreed 100 percent on, but I mean the rest of them, so far we're agreeing 100 percent.
3: Yeah, but even one of the ones we disagreed on, my my excuse was flimsy. I like it because I like the fact that she finds a purse.
2: <laughs>
1: you
3: know, what I mean, like,
2: like you could easily
3: flip that to a no.
2: I still, lo- I, we still love it. It's yeah. I like yeah. it for
3: being essential because of the purse. Yeah, but but as you said, it really has no bearing on anything else in the series. It just changes human history. That's not important.
2: Yeah. It did it affect what we know about human history? <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. So, episode 19, Judgment. Captain Archer is arrested and imprisoned by the Klingons for allegedly conspiring against the Empire. Brandon go.
0: I don't like this episode at all. This is my least favorite episode of the entire series. And I'm looking forward to revisiting it in the near future because we're going to compare it to Star Trek 6 and we're going to try and get the guys on from standard orbit. Needless to say, we got to keep it because it sets up everything with Jurassic. You know it sets up bounty, it sets up the expanse, you know things that happen, in the expanse, which I'm pretty sure we're gonna keep the- the expanse is essential, so uh I think we gotta keep it. That's my vote,
2: Patrick,
3: yeah, I agree. It sets up the back end of this season and start of next season, so you can't get rid of it, yeah, even if it was terrible,
2: yeah, I agree. I do really like that we see a different side of the Klingons besides just warriors. And it is a nice callback to Star Trek Six that they are sent to Ruripenthe. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. And it, there are also consequences later on for them busting Archer out of Ruripenthe. So I agree that it is essential. And so we will continue on to episode 20 horizon after the death of his father ensign mayweather visits his family on their cargo ship and begins to reconsider his place aboard enterprise shall i start yeah i shall start um this one is difficult for me because although it doesn't contribute to the overall plot Of the series as a whole it is character development for Mayweather and we get precious little of that in this series and you see his strained relationship with his brother who is now the captain of the ship and he tries to help and his brother does not want his help and he starts to think well maybe this is the place where I belong It's he has a lot of difficulty during this entire episode, figuring out who he really is, what he really wants to do and realizes, yeah, I was already doing that by being on Enterprise. So I feel that it is essential because of character development for our our little Travis boy. Uh, I just wish that they had fleshed him out even more because I feel like they could have done more with him in this series and with Sato. But that's another story. So, Patrick, what do you think?
3: Um, no, I, I actually agree with you. I don't think there's actually much to the episode except for the fact that this is the one time we get to see Mayweather for, you know, as a character who gets built upon. He's not just some character on the ship. He's, you know, you actually see more about him with family life and and it, the struggles it is for him to stay on, on Enterprise. And uh, for that reason, I would tell people to watch it because you're not really going to find anything about Mayweather anywhere else in this list.
2: Really not. Brandon.
0: Yeah, I definitely think we got to keep it uh, for everything that you guys have said. You know, b- being a boomer is so much a part of Mayweather's identity, and we don't really know what that means, you know. So it gets a glimpse into his life, a glimpse into who he is, and which, again, as you say, it's precious little. I think there's maybe two episodes in the whole series that focus on Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And there's this one, and there's that other one. I can't even – I was trying to remember the name of it, the other one where – he meets those other boomer ship and they fortunate son was yeah, fortunate son. And, you know, um, I'll just double check. I couldn't remember what it was, but we, we deemed fortunate son essential, but I think this is probably more essential than that. So,
2: all right. So 20 horizon essential episode 21 directed by our darling little Robert Duncan McNeil. Oh, Tom Paris, how we've missed you. Uh, <laughs> Hey, he directed the episode, some episodes, a lot of episodes of my favorite Not Trek series, Chuck. So he's dear to my heart. Okay, this one is called The Breach. Due to the demands of a militant faction, Enterprise is asked to retrieve denobulin geologists from an alien cave. Dr. Phlox must treat a patient with racist reviews against his people. Brandon, you went last first, so go first last.
0: You know... (laughs) That didn't make sense. Yeah. When I had the name, I'm like, what episode is this? This is another one of those ones that I forget about. But but that plot line with Phlox back on the ship, you know, it's so powerful. And it gives a lot of backstory for Phlox and who he is. But I just, I don't know that we ever really come across it again. Like, the only other time we really get a lot of Flocks backstory is when his wife comes on board. His right? second wife. His, his second wife, uh Fiesel. And mm-hmm. I mean, we have Dear Doctor, and but that doesn't really talk about Phlox's past, you know. So I'm going to vote this one as essential for the Phlox plot line. That's my vote.
2: Patrick, what do you
3: think? Yeah, Patrick? I think, I think if I if I have if I keep Mayweather's uh, an episode from Mayweather's background, and I have to do the same Phlox. especially since I think Phlox is a more featured character throughout, especially season three. Um, so I, I definitely have to keep him at this point. I have to keep this episode so that we can see that.
2: I am going to make it unanimous because, as I have announced more than once, Phlox is my main cast favorite. And I do really like that plot line of his co- himself coming to terms with his own views and that he still holds on to... A bit of racism, and he has to face that about himself while helping this other person, you know, realize that what they believe about denobulence is not correct either. So I agree that it is essential for the character development for Flocks and the background for Flocks overall. Alrighty, episode number 22 Cogenitor. Enterprise encounters the Viscians, and Commander Tucker finds himself troubled by the fact that the Viscians are a three-sexed species. Is it really three sexes? Uh, because the Cogenitor is apparently sexless, so is that a sex in and of itself, being sexless?
0: Three genders.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Patrick, you get to go first on this one. What do you think about Cogenitor, um... directed by LeVar Burton?
3: so I actually i find the in, the episode really interesting at, at the time in which it came out to be really important as well I just don't know if we need to keep it for this for the long haul of the series uh trying to think i i mean there, there was a lot of harsh there was a lot of reaction on the ship I just don't think anything really plays out later than this episode this episode ends and it kind of just goes away right I, am i or am i missing something
0: Randy what do you think
2: I have a really difficult time with this episode, not in a bad way, but it makes me very emotional, yeah especially to see how the Vicians treat the cogenitors, like they're just a pet, a device, a trinket, a, well, in some cases, a luxury, something to help them have children, but not an independent being. and that is that's racism <laughs> is what it is. it's discrimination and trip well it's not ever... racism
0: it's it's sexism is what it would well, be.
2: yeah genderism whatever it's it's, it's it's discrimination yeah. well, so it's yeah, not but... racism but it's discrimination yeah,
3: and the genderism is i think the, the important part because this is when you had the big movement in america you know the 90s this was really talking back to the 90s about about the, the gay and lesbian movements and stuff like that and that these groups still exist that still hate is what I think they're getting at Mm -hmm. in this episode, right? Exactly. So I think that's important. I just don't know if it's important to the show.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
3: In our particular discussion.
2: Uh, I do enjoy seeing Andre Katsoulis in this episode as the guy that Archer hangs out with the most because uh, he was on Babylon 5 as one of my favorite characters, Jakar, and so I loved seeing him out of makeup. And sadly... Like half the cast of Babylon 5, he is no longer with us. And so I delight in that part of it. And they seem like such a cool people until you get to this co thing. And then you're just like, no, no, this is not cool, guys. And Tucker, bless his little heart, tries to fix it and only makes things worse. Yeah, You can't fix an entire race's view on one thing. You can't do that. It's not how that works. And it. this episode makes me ugly cry. It's one of those that makes me ugly cry. So is it essential? I don't think so, because it doesn't have any far-reaching effects for anything. But I think it is important nonetheless.
0: I'm very surprised by your guys' response to this episode. Like, this is one of the best episodes of the series. And I'm surprised that you guys voted against to keep it but honestly that's my vote as well i'm just surprised that you guys felt that way i thought i was having the controversial opinion i love (laughs) the episode it's great but again yeah like if we're just deeming it on character development and whatnot we get no ramifications from this later on and it's a tragic episode and it's one that is rich with discussion and we're by not including it we're not saying anything against the episode we're just you know, it's just based on the terms that we've set out when we started this, we don't deem it essential for for watching the show, for plot and character development.
2: But as an episode of television, regardless of what genre it is, it it's is a five
3: important. out of five. It's a
1: masterpiece.
2: Absolutely. It's, yeah. I'm getting upset just thinking about it again. If
3: we went back and did a list of the essential episodes to watch for what what many people watch Star Trek for, which is challenging social issues, this would, this would be a, an absolute guaranteed... Yeah. Uh, you know, no thought process. It's an. We're, tr- in, but... we're
0: trying to prevent nasty emails from us. Is what we're trying to do by saying this. Yeah.
3: yeah, but that's that's not what we we're doing here. You know, maybe we'll do that list down the road. But now we're just doing what do you need to make sure you understand what the point of this season was.
2: Yeah, yeah. and it's it's one of those things where I don't want anyone to feel like we are minimizing this situation because the problems are still happening today. And people can be just so stupid about anything that's different from what they think it should be. And that's not okay with me. Because I learned last night from one of my favorite stand-up comedians and my husband's favorite stand-up comedian, that as a middle-aged white woman, my job is to be a meat shield against bad behavior. So what I get to do is when I see somebody treating someone else poorly in some sort of discriminating way. I throw myself in the middle of it <laughs> cuz that's what middle-aged white women in America do now. It's true. You think I'm joking, but I've got a pin right here that I am a meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't I don't ever want to make anyone think that we are minimizing this struggle cuz we're not. We're not at all. We know we don't know personally how hard it is, but it's it's one of those things that I just can't understand why people can't just live and let live. I just don't get it. Okay, rant over. <laughs> so
3: I agree with you, but yeah, let's
2: Yeah. Sorry. I'll I'll get four down left. off my soapbox. Four left. Uh four Almost left. Done. Uh four left. So number twenty-three, regeneration. I don't know. Do you think this is essential? I'm gonna go no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that this episode is essential because a group of Borg yeah. from Star Trek First Contact are revived after a century frozen in the Arctic ice. So right there, you got your connection to Star Trek Next Generation. Now mm-hmm. that's quite a bridge over that gap. <laughs> so, And uh, coming off the heels of our Borg Queen episode... There is a lot of stuff in here that sets up future events, maybe not necessarily in Enterprise, but connecting to other series. So in that regard, I feel that it is essential. What do you think, Brandon?
0: I don't think it is essential uh, because you don't have to watch the episode. It doesn't really make anything out of, it doesn't make first contact more important. And, you know, we don't, need the signal at the end of the episode towards the Borg that'll be here in 200 years right so uh, no matter how much fun we had writing the sequel to this with the Borg Queen's origin story I don't think we can count this one as essential at all
2: but we still want you to watch it (laughs) (laughs) Patrick what do you think so
3: so I'm the tiebreaker and I have the choice of promotion or honesty go with honesty yeah let's keep it let's just keep it I'll go with promotion. No, um, no, I, I, I agree with Brandon. It's not actually vital. Mm-hmm. It is... Um, I enjoy the episode. It's great. And I guess if you were going to make the argument, it would be for that signal to the Delta Quadrant. But the events would have happened yeah, anyway, right? So. So. Yeah,
0: because of
1: Q.
2: Yeah, and that's fine. I, I'm not upset. So if you feel that it is not essential and you've outvoted me two to one, then it is not essential. And I'm okay with that. So... It's all good. Here we go with one of my favorite episodes of all time in Star Trek. <laughs> episode number 24, First Flight. Upon the death of a close friend, Captain Archer tells subcommander Paul about his early career as an experimental warp engine pilot. Patrick.
3: No, absolute um, essential. It tells me too much of Archer's backstory to, to get rid of it. You have to watch this episode. If you want to watch Enterprise, you have to watch this episode.
0: I don't know. I I have a tough time with this because it's it's a good episode, but I don't know that it's essential because we never hear of this person before or after this AG Robinson, you know. We we've never heard of this flight prog- program that he's partaken in before or after, you know, and no matter how like this is kind of what they wanted to do for the first season, like you always hear that story that this is how they wanted to start the show, they didn't. You know, they ended up starting it with Broken Bow. And I don't know that we need this episode to to know anything more about Archer. I think we get it all from the motivation of him just wanting to have his father's engine working. So I'm going to vote no, it's not essential.
2: I am going to vote that it is, and I'll tell you why. Please do. It's actually not because of... <laughs> archer talking about his beginnings as a pilot and about his friend it for me is essential because out of everyone on that ship to paul is the one that gets him to open up and tell the story when he has pushed everyone else away and that shows the depth of their relationship she basically tricks him into telling this story because she knows he needs to talk about it, and if he won't even talk about it with Trip, who was part of this whole trio, and she's the one who gets him to talk about it, and I love that. I love that character moment. So I will say it's essential, if only for that.
0: You know what? That's that's convinced me. I'm gonna. I changed my vote to an essential because of that. It it is character development between Trip. Or, sorry, between T'Pol and Archer. So, I changed my vote.
2: Excellent. Well, then we're unanimous on first flight. Now, this one's interesting. <laughs> Episode 25, Bounty. A Telluride captures Captain Archer. Upper. Yeah. A Telluride captures Captain Archer. That's hard to say. Captures Captain Archer in order to collect a reward from the Klingons who have been searching for him since the events of Judgment. Uh, I'll go first on this one. It has to be essential because it's paying off things that happened earlier in the season, and it shows also that there are consequences for your actions. Yep. Yeah, they busted him out of Ropente, but now the Klingons are still after him because they know he escaped and they want to put him back there. So, it's uh, and it, it gives you more insight into the Tellarites. Maybe not as a race, but. Their motivations, and basically, this guy is just doing this because he wants money to get his ship back, and he's so naive to believe that his ship still exists. It's just—it's kind of sad in that respect. I feel—I actually feel bad for a Tellarite, guys. What happened here?
3: We have another <laughs> opening on warp five. <laughs> There will be two openings next week, I, so I'm please. extremely
2: empathetic, okay? I can all, put myself all, in people's situations. All applications, the magic drop five. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think, yes, it is essential for its continuing consequences for Archer's actions in judgment. So, uh, Patrick, what do you think?
3: No, I, it has to. It has to stay because you have, a. It's like you said, it's paying off from just a few episodes ago, and it still plays in moving forward. So it, it, it plays both ways, so you, you have to keep this episode.
0: I agree. Yeah, no matter how much the B-plot irks me and upsets me, it's definitely one that you got to keep. So because of uh, what's going on with Archer.
2: Agreed. All right, unanimous, keep it. All right, and we come to our final episode of the season, number 26, The Expanse, not to be confused with the sci-fi show. Expanse. After an alien attack on Earth, Enterprise is refitted before being sent into the Delphic Expanse, and Sub Commander Tapal resigns her commissions with the Vulcan High Council, excuse me, High Command. Commander Tucker is troubled by the death of his sister. Do we even need to talk about why this is essential? <laughs> uh,
3: season three? Yeah, I mean, I was going to start this off with, all right, let's just get rid of it. Who cares? But all right, <laughs> since we're going to be honest about it. Um,. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> there is going to be three openings now for
3: Warp 5. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: please. Warp 5 is
3: just going off the air. Warp 5 oh, no, done. Obvious sarcasm. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, because if we have to explain why this is essential, you probably just keep watching and you'll understand. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're obviously on your first run through.
2: Yeah, so definitely... So much happens in this episode, so definitely essential. We are all agreed.
0: Excellent. Well, I was right. We definitely had lower than we did on season one. We only had eleven out of twenty-six that oh, we deemed wow. essential, which is forty-two point three percent. And out of those eleven, we had one, two, three, four that we were not unanimous on.
1: Interesting. So, like out of the
0: twenty six, four? four that we were not unanimous on. So that's we were pretty unanimous across the board, right? Which which four
3: were we not unanimous? So we were
0: not unanimous on Carbon Creek. Right. We were not unanimous on Dead Stop. We were not okay. unanimous on a night in Sick Bay. And we were not unanimous on regeneration. Everything else we were unanimous on either for or against.
3: Right. So like that's what I was saying though earlier, like this this season it's either yes or no. There's really There wasn't many places to make arguments the other way.
0: Right.
2: True. That is true. Excellent. So I guess that finishes off Essential Enterprise Season 2. So now everybody has your list of what you absolutely have to watch. Uh, if you're going through, by if you're going through a first watch, I would still say watch them all. But if you are just pressed for time and grumpy or something like that, then take this list and go forth, so that you will at least have the most plot-driven character development episodes in season two. Uh, so, final thoughts, anyone? Uh, Patrick, what are your final thoughts, man? I know
3: this isn't one of the more liked seasons of uh, Enterprise. I mean, one and two were somewhat hated by a lot of people, but I actually enjoy the season. I enjoy how we get to season three, and again, season three is my favorite season of Enterprise, which is also not the most popular opinion, but... So, I'm kind of just glad when we get to the end that it does, it does kind of work out at the end where a lot of those are kind of important episodes, and it pushes right into my favorite season. So, you know, I think... I think we did a good job of getting 11. Maybe you can argue for one either way. One, you know, maybe one episode, maybe not. We one episode, yes. But I I think that that pretty much sums up this season pretty well though.
0: Yeah, I okay. think it's uh, I, I think I agree with you, Patrick. It's it's not my favorite season. It's probably my least favorite season of the four. Um, but I mean, again, we picked episodes that we deemed essential that I didn't like and we left episodes off the list that I do like. So I I, I think next season is going to be the highest out of the four, I mean, because of the, it'll, but it'd be interesting to see how that fits, and then season four will be interesting, I think. So I think the next two will be really interesting, and I think we might be a little more defi- divisive on season four when we get there. So.
2: I think you're right. I think
0: yeah. we will
3: be. Yeah. But I think I think three and four is still going to be
0: higher than one or two. Yeah. Could be. We'll find out.
2: So. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I like this season. I. There are a lot of moments in it that I really appreciate and love. It has a Shran episode, so you know I'm down with that. And uh, I, I get to look forward to at least one of those in each season. <laughs> but I, it's just it's one of those things where I think they're really starting to find their feet and they're really starting to figure out what it is that they want to do. And you get to see that process throughout the season. And I appreciate that. I start to like characters more than I maybe didn't care for before. Or my love of my favorite characters deepens more complex stuff about the Vulcans. I love that. So I I think that overall, it's a good season. It's not as terrible as people make it out to be. So, but uh, talking about Essentials Season 2 of Enterprise is not the only thing we've been discussing here on the network. So open thine ears and take a listen to what else you may have missed here on Trek FM.
0: Previously on Trek.fm,
1: The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast.
2: And good and bad things happen in life. Um, and I just try to go back to that good old Star Trek optimism and think that at the end of the day, I get to determine what happens here. Like, even if the worst case scenario happens, um, I will still be okay at the end of it.
0: Earl Grey. There, the, I, I haven't read them, but there is a series of Stargazer novels with him as the Captain of the Stargazer. Is that what you were thinking of?
1: Picard? Picard, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's a, whole, there's a whole series.
0: Oh, no, no, no. no I'm sorry. You're thinking I, something I, else? I thought you said Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I was like... It's a crossover. Like, Picard is in Stargate. Yeah, Richard and... is
1: crossing franchises <laughs> over now. And then Babylon 5 comes in. The 602 Club. I, I mean...
3: I, I think it comes down to what is motivating Bond this time around. So re- regardless of the trappings, re- regardless of the, um, the, the plot that we've set up,
0: really for the first time, we've got Bond acting purely on his gut. The Ready Room. What was
2: Star Trek in 1986? It was Federation, Klingons and Romulans, Right. No Borg, no Cardassians, no Bajorans, all and everything else from the next generation forward, right? And you were lucky if you got an Andorian or a Tellarite sprinkled in there somewhere that pops up in the background of a movie. And that's what else is happening on
0: Trek.fm. So check out all these shows and join in the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, please be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and a written review. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website, or grab the RSS link.
2: We would love to hear your thoughts on today's show, especially uh, what you feel the essential episodes may be or may not be. And there are so many ways you can do that. But the best place, of course, is to join the Babel Conference, which is our listeners group on Facebook. Uh, Just go to the search field, type in Babel, B-A-B-E-L, and it's probably the first option that's going to come up as you're typing Babel. Just get on in there and have some fun. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm forward slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Warp 5. That will come directly to us. You can find the network on Twitter at TweckFM. Wow.
0: Twitter on TweckFM. On
2: TweckFM. Because friendship. Waskily wabbit. Friendship. wabbit. And on Facebook at facebook.com-tweckfm. FM. Uh.
0: <laughs> Brandy, where can people find you when you're not assimilating members of the uh, Enterprise crew?
2: Mm, that sounds so familiar for some reason. <laughs> Maybe I did that in another Throwback. life. Uh Anyway, you can find me, of course, on the Babel Conference, poking my head up here and there. And you can also find me on Twitter as wine 12 Brandy with an I, and 12 is a number. Uh, I also, when... Uh, 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 I also do things and stuff. Uh, (laughs) One of those things is a podcast I do with my husband called the Dark Corner Podcast, which is on strangeanddeadly.com. And we just talk about a lot of pop culture and other things from a darker point of view. Uh, Someday, again, when there's Discovery episodes, I'll be on live from the edge, but I'm not going to give the details because it's going to be next year before that comes back. So, yeah.
0: Patrick, where can people find you when you're not sitting in your bedroom reminiscing over your grandma's purse?
3: <coughs> oh, man. Okay, so when I'm not doing that, or even if I am doing that, because you can go to the Babel Conference while doing that, um, you can find me in the Babel Conference popping my head up once in a while, or you can find me on Twitter at MagicDrop5. I'm not as busy as the rest of you. So for now, that's pretty much the only places you're going to find me. Uh, that may change in the near future, but for right now, that's the only places. And um, – Brandon, when you're not trying to hide in the engine compartment of your car and watch a movie, (laughs) where can people find you?
0: Uh, You can't, because that's where I am all the time. Uh, But, you know, when when I'm working, when I'm supposed to be working, you can find me on Twitter, at Brandon Metella. Uh, You can find me here on the network with The Edge, which is our Star Trek Discovery podcast. And you can find me over on the Fandom Podcast Network with my friends Chris and Tom, where we have a show called Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, where we talk about all of Alfred Hitchcock's movies chronologically.
3: If you'd like to help us keep all our amazing shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com/trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm. get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us. And hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details patreoncom trekfm.
0: And at this time, we'd like to thank all the associate producers of our show. The we have the best patron, I mean the best patron supporters <laughs> in all the network. They support us here, uh, and we greatly support them for the money and their financial contributions and and just their moral support, cheering us on. Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Ozer, Mark Flessa, and Joel Saltzman. You guys are the best. I mean, the best.
1: Better
2: than all the rest.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Tina Turner.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is why I love you guys. Okay, so that is this week's episode of Warp 5. Shall we talk about what's coming up in future weeks? Let's do that.
0: We have special celebrity guest star next week Dan what? Davidson of the Trek Geeks podcast is joining us for our first part in our in our season 4 retrospective we'll be covering the episodes Stormfront parts 1 and 2 and Home and the week after that we have Nicholas Anastasio joining us, and we're gonna be talking about Vulcans and Star Trek Discovery and how the Vulcans may be similar to the ones that we see in Enterprise to the Vulcans that we maybe see in Enterprise. Or in, in Discovery, sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, because they're def. the Enterprise ones are definitely similar to the Enterprise ones. Yes, they ones. are.
0: And they're also similar to the Discovery ones.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we also have another episode coming up that is going to be uh, a bit of a family affair because we're going to have another special guest on to do another RPG with us. Oops, and that's actually
0: in between the two that I mentioned. I skipped over that accidentally.
2: That's okay. You're just rude. Sorry,
1: Dave. We're doing another RPG one. Yeah.
2: So,
3: but here's the real kicker. We're not going to be on any of them because we've all been fired. Mm -hmm. And the three new hosts... Will benefit from all these fun of interviews. I just want to
0: give a shout out to you know Prescott. I think his name was Prescott Harden. He's excited for the RPG. He wanted us to do another one. He was very excited. He enjoyed the last one. So, uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Reading yeah, that. so it will be good for him. And I want to give a shout out. If you're still listening, I'm in Canada, right? So you know, sometimes people shut off the podcast at this point here, right? But <laughs> I'm in Canada. We got a new listener in the Yukon. Woot! Yeah, so. Power to awesome. the one person in the Yukon who's been listening to our show and, and some of the other shows on the network. Power to you.
2: Now go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a star rating written review. <laughs> I want those written reviews. We'll read them out. We'll read them out, guys. All right. If you're the
0: Yukon and listening, we're talking to you because there's only one of you.
2: The, yeah.
0: You're the only one, so please...
3: <laughs> say something on Babel Conference so we know who you are.
2: Yes, please do. Please pop your head in. The Babel Conference is a great place to be, honestly, guys. It's got really interesting discussions and we're all very civil. I promise. So, that is it for this week of Warp 5 and join somebody next time to uh, do an episode with a special guest. (laughs) And until then, boomers, keep calm and boom on.
0: Fortunately, I have the right microphone selected this time, so we're good.
2: Okay, fabulous, fabulous. All right. Mm